0: Welcome to Fresh Research, a podcast from the Nonprofit Times. We explore some of the most interesting and sometimes provocative findings focused on the world of nonprofits. Thanks for tuning in. Here at the Nonprofit Times, we see tons of great, fresh research. So in each episode, we take a recent study or survey and have a conversation with the authors about what they found and why they think it's important for charities. We'll also give away some books and give you access to other valuable information from the Nonprofit Times.
1: For a lot of nonprofits, it's been a year of working remotely, replacing in-person events with virtual events, and generally just trying to keep your sanity. Before the coronavirus pandemic, Pam Kio would have described herself as a boss who believes everyone needs to be in the office. She is president and CEO of make Connecticut, in Trumbull, about 70 miles outside New York City. I'm Mark Harivna for the Nonprofit Times. I spoke with Keo about a year ago to see how the organization was managing during the early stages of the pandemic, when we weren't quite sure how long this would last. Make-A-Wish was trying to figure out how to do virtual events, and you can find that story in the June 2020 issue of the Nonprofit Times. I visited with her again about six months into the pandemic to see how things were going, after Paycheck Protection Program funding ran out, Make-A-Wish had to lay off three of its 18 employees, but continued experimenting. You can find more on that in the December 2020 issue of the Nonprofit Times. And most recently, we spoke with Keo in March, almost one year after the pandemic was declared. We talked about some of the challenges over the past year, how employees are handling it, and the lessons learned going forward. And now, here's my conversation with Pam Keo, president and CEO of Make-A-Wish Connecticut. How's things going? You
2: know, um, you know, in general, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, I think it's gotten to a point, in, and I'm talking to a lot of other CEOs, their staff has just kind of just had it. Sure. And, you know, with kids being homeschooled and just at home and like everyone's just ready to get back to kind of where we were you know a year ago over a year ago Um, but you know we're facing another spring of no events and summer's you know uncertain Mm -hmm. Um, we're looking at anything outdoor we're kind of optimistic that we can have so we have our walk in May and we're we're hopeful that with protocol we'll be able to do that but then not, and we're also planning a lot of external events like drive-in movies for you know wish kids a series of that um but we're not we're not our big galas we're not uh gonna do our mohegan sun this year in april and hopefully the november one in greenwich will will be we'll be able to do so that's the thing it's just another another season of you know not having our fundraising um events that are hurting us for sure
1: mm-hmm. but, when we spoke about um, um when we spoke about a year ago you, you were shifting a lot of things to virtual and online for the first time and, and experimenting with some some other things is that mm-hmm. continuing or is it kind of are you kind of i think you use the word uh, the phrase zoomed out a bit when we spoke in uh, in the fall. yeah
2: yeah we talked to a lot of our donors and um uh, so our first one was very successful. That was back, uh, I guess it was really end of March or April. You know, we didn't know what we were doing. Technology, we had no glitches. Uh, we did We did well, and we didn't have the overhead of expenses. So we decided to do it again in November. And the second one did well, but of course, not as well as an in-person Greenwich Country Club event would, would do. And it was really our tried and true uh, donors were on our board members um, but the people that tend to go to the event that really love the event um, didn't show up on a Saturday night and that's you know that was the difference of of our fundraising efforts and our staff honestly really didn't feel like they could do a third one and I don't think our donors felt like they wanted to do another Zoom because as you know it's the way of life right now right and everything is, is Zoom and yeah, it's I think the novelty
1: is the novelty is worn off, and that's probably the same same holds true for, for virtual events and, and even fundraising.
2: Yeah, and it's the expectation that everyone wants to see each other. And everyone's like, oh geez, I have to take a shower, you know, early, <laughs> and I have to do this and I have to do that. So um that's the that's the issue right now, that they're just even you know, their families want to zoom and they're like, okay, I just that's enough, enough for one day. Right. So so that's where we're at right now. Um, anything outdoors is, is a go. We believe it's a go. But again, we deal with you know uh, children. So there's no vaccine, you know, at te- least uh, starting some tests right now for children. So we don't know, we can't even predict when children will be able to resume travel wishes or large large group gatherings.
1: Yeah, you had you'd put a, um, a hold on, on a lot of those wishes because they involve travel. So you're still you you're did. still backed up probably what were the numbers that I remember you you mentioned. Um, yeah, right numbers? now we've
2: got about 150 150 kids waiting on their wish to happen and so if you were, if you already had your mindset, and you picked that you wanted to go to Disney with your wish. It's mm-hmm. very hard to get those people to change because. They've you know, they're focused and they're excited about something. But interesting, the newer wishes, so and I'll start, well, I'll say May first as the cutoff, where they came in knowing that, hey, you know, you're not going to be able to travel. they pick something different. So mm. and they are great wishes. Um, but what's happening is it's sort off our mix of wishes and it's sort off our cost structure mm. because a a boat or a hot tub, or a backyard makeover is a lot more expensive than a family going to Disney, where we already have lots of built-in donations.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so we saw our costs go up dramatically, but we're able to grant those wishes. And we made the difficult decision that anyone who had an international wish or a cruise wish, um, we're going to have to change to something that was not an international uh, wish or a cruise, because we don't believe those will happen for years. And you know, wishes something to help with your healing and, and your journey and not for when the journey, you know, when, it's when it's done. So those are, are changing uh, right now and a lot are changing to shopping sprees. So it's been fun that they can get, you know, anything they want, anything they can imagine.
1: Mm-hmm. That's and a good, uh, good substitute. I would imagine.
2: It is a lot of these, you mean, I can get a computer and I can get a, you know, whatever, and like you can, you can get that. So And we've had some really unique things, Um, you know, salt, salt saltwater fish tanks so it's really been fun for our staff to research things that we haven't done in the past. Hmm. But but they're really cool but there is a lot of. And so again, where we struggle with, where we normally um, do something that involves construction, or plumbers or electricians, you know, maybe, uh, I'm trying to think how many we do a year of those. I did have the numbers on hand but uh, they're, they're really just exploded and so and these and you can imagine these carpenters electricians plumbers are really busy because people are renovating their own homes
1: right I've read the same where, where, where they're home and noticing everything that they need to be need, need or want to have done and that's driving a lot of uh, a lot of demand for home improvements
2: So you can imagine we usually call and say hey mr. electrician, can you come out and wire this hot tub for us and don't charge us anything? Now they're like, you know, I have so much business and they're paying full price and they're, and we've got the kind souls that will help a little bit, but it's really been slowing us down. Mm -hmm. On the really fun wishes, we've done about eight puppy wishes right now (laughs) and just had one this week for a miniature, uh, not a mini um, golden lab. I and think a
1: lot of that too, during the, during COVID too. A lot of, a lot of uh, pet, new pets, new dogs, and and particularly that, that breed. And, and you had, um, the last time we spoke was in the fall before your November, November gala. And that was, I think the plan was to have that in person, but limited. I think it was uh, limited yeah. to, to attendance. And how did, how did things go with that?
2: So as it got closer and I'll say, I don't know, maybe it was a month out this f- Folks that had said they wanted a table because we were going to have maybe 10 tables. Mm -hmm. Um, Two things happened. Greenwich Country Club said, you know, we've got to staff it properly. And that's Mm -hmm. very expensive. And then one by one, they started to change their mind saying, you know what? I know I was going to go to Greenwich Country Club, but can you just send the meal to my house? And they all started dropping like flies. So we made the decision that Um, So what we did is it was creative. We had a catering company um, at certain levels, cater meals, and we delivered them to the homes of of our sponsors. And then sponsors at a smaller level, uh, what we did is we sent ahead of time just a fun box of goodies, like gourmet popcorn, you know, truffle popcorn and gourmet cookies and, and a little box for them so that they could watch, eat while they were watching the program Mm
1: -hmm. so the program was online and they could they could watch from their from their homes
2: and the program you know was great I mean I wish more people more people watched it than would have gone to Greenwich Country Club sure but I wish you know it was really good I wish more people could have could have seen it Mm -hmm. do you think there's
1: some things like that for instance that you may do in the future uh, as an alternative just whether you know whether COVID is still here or not just as an alternative or an additional kind of event to to do on a smaller scale or a virtual scale?
2: You know, I definitely think that we would do, like at, for example, in November Greenwich Country Club, offer in-person and offer a streaming option. Um, I'm not sure of just doing a virtual type of gallop. I don't know, it's a lot of work. I'll tell you, it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. And we learned, I mean, the first time was horribly a lot of work because we just didn't know anything. Then the second time we got smarter And it's, you know, oh have a have a cocktail party before the event because the first one, you know, we started the event at 7 p.m. Well, people have technical difficulties.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So they're they missed the first 10 minutes and they kind of missed the gist. So this time we said, okay, we're gonna have a 30 minute cocktail hour with you know people popping in and you know saying a few words as a primer, and that had everyone in place for the start.
1: Sure, so that makes sense things
2: like that that seem obvious now but when you first did it didn't seem so obvious
1: <laughs> right right anything else that that comes to mind in, in that way like what you've learned um, since the uh, you know over, over the last year in terms of you what you might do going forward
2: um, definitely have backup to backup and backup and triple backup plans. sure so you know, our main person who was running it had internet difficulties. Mm -hmm. So we thank God we did have someone who was trained to say, you know, you can launch the program, right? If this person can't. And so you're having, I'd say the first time we were actually all remote. And then the second time a core group came into the office that almost had like, you know, command station
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and they could at least talk and say, Oh, someone just gave that donation, you know, thank them online. And So we got smarter that way. And also, it was surprising to me, um, we ended up doing YouTube and Facebook. And I thought everyone would just be on Facebook. And it was really 50-50. And it's interesting. A little informal analysis are the younger crowd was on the YouTube and Facebook was a little bit the older crowd. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, interesting.
2: I wouldn't
1: have guessed that. The office, I know the last time we spoke, you had to, uh, you'd implemented some, um, you know, uh, sp- special cleaning measures and, and distancing and some folks were in the office and there was a plan to, to kind of come back slowly. How's that going?
2: So, Mark, it was going great. In fact, um, you know, we'd implemented measures, you know, arrows on the floors, deep cleaning protocols, not knowing a lot in the beginning, especially if surfaces, we were all kind of, you know, wipes every place, you name it, mm-hmm. um, hand sanitizers, checking people's temperatures. And then, and people came in voluntarily. And so they were coming in um, a little bit here and there. And then in September, we said, okay, we're gonna come back. And so we had half the staff come in one week and then half the staff the next week by teams. And it was going great. They got so comfortable with their team um, yeah you know, we still had protocols say six feet apart where your mask was going great and then december hit and with the next wave people just got really nervous again so we went mm-hmm. we rolled back to where we were originally voluntary coming in mm-hmm. and that's where we are now but i see some pent-up demand to come in because yesterday eight people were in the office out of now we have um 15.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and it's you know it was the sun was shining and it was, it almost had 50 degrees Right, and it was almost like we were back. And I think people have just, they've kind of gone the other way where they don't want to wear their sweatpants anymore at home. Um, <laughs> you know? They don't want their dog barking in the background. And um, then there'll be some that will, but I know my team has gone from, I'm not sure if I'm getting the virus to, oh my God, I'm going to be the first person to sign up.
1: Right. Yeah
2: and back in, you know, the office. So it's definitely changing and people are, I think they've just had, they've had enough, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, um, I think that's the case uh, in a lot of places, uh, you know, whether it's pent up at the office or also, you know, events that are ready to start doing events again and, and getting, you know, a little bit, a little bit closer to back to normal. After the break, how to keep employee morale up amid the pandemic.
2: If you're a nonprofit executive director, communications person, fundraiser, or other senior leader, chances are you're looking for ways to grow your expertise, keep on top of what's happening in the nonprofit world, and looking for inspiration. That's why you're listening to this podcast right now, I bet. I'm Sarah Durham, and I'm the host of the Smart Communications Podcast. Twice a month, we drop a short podcast, usually about 10 to 20 minutes long, on a topic that will help you become a smarter communicator. We've interviewed fundraising experts about why galas might be dead, executive directors about how they recharge, take sabbaticals, and use their values to lead, and then deep dives into subjects like how to do equitable and community-centric research, branding, campaigns, and more. Check out the Smart Communications Podcast in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: like what you're hearing, share it with friends and colleagues on social media. Use the hashtag FreshResearch or retweet the Nonprofit Times link and you'll be eligible to win a book from the NPT library. Another way for folks to find the show? Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Now more with Pan Kehoe. President and CEO of Make-A-Wish Connecticut, how are you able to keep morale up and and you know keep the staff going in that kind of situation?
2: So we, my senior leadership team and I talk about this all the time, and like we're trying extra, extra, extra hard, and we're doing things. Well, well, first I think it was being sensitive to their concerns and not saying you must come into the office because many have spouses who have been told you must come back to the office. So got a lot of notes from staff saying, thank you for being sensitive to our concerns. Mm -hmm. So it was listening was one, but sending them simple things like here's a $10 Starbucks gift card, you know, treat yourself today. Or if you want to, if you want to chat, have a little coffee chat, you know, with me and talk about things like feel free to do that. Um, we had a donor send in a few hundred dollars and said, "I want you to use this for the staff." Oh, wow. So again, we said, "Okay, buy yourself, buy yourself lunch on this donor." And you know, if you want to come in to the office and we'll sit at a big table, you can. And if you don't want to, you know, that's fine too. And then the biggest thing that they were really happy about is we had President's Day off, and I surprised them on the Wednesday before, and I said take Friday off too, recharge your batteries, you know, do whatever you need to do. And that was a, probably the biggest thing that people were so thankful because it's just the mindset people aren't taking PTO, although we're encouraging them to, because they're like, well, I have no place to go. Right. And, you know, I sit around watching Netflix every day. Anyway, you know, type of thing. <laughs> why, why would I just take a day off to watch Netflix type of thing? Um, yeah. yeah. So forcing them to take the day. And then the other thing we did is we implemented on your work anniversary, cause it's been a year. Um, we want you to take the day and learn something, You know, take an online course that will help you or you've always wanted to, to take. And someone is teaching, they're teaching themself, um Photoshop, or no, sorry, InDesign, cause they've always wanted to and they've always had to depend on other people. And another wanted to take a photography class because they wanted to be able to take pictures of the Wish Kids when they come back. And so that's been well well received.
1: Yeah, both cases there, I I would imagine that's helpful at at the office too.
2: You know, you give them, you get back what you give. So when you give a day off, they come back charged and they're, you know, they work even harder.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So it's been, you know, I think they just miss seeing each other because you spend so much time together. You're, of course, like a family and you've kind of missed part of your family.
1: Yeah. And you have a, um, you have a relatively small, small staff. It's about 15 people. So I would imagine we that's do. We pretty close. Now.
2: Yeah. Yep. They are cool. I mean, you know, it's, everyone knows everyone, think about everyone, right? We know right. everyone's kids I mean, their life story and we know. The other thing is we are having in donors and we're having in families one at a time i was very fortunate that macy's called and said you know there were no prompts there was no easter there was no we have boxes of dresses and would you like them can we donate them and you could give them to the families so we've set up in our lower, lower lobby uh racks of dresses and we've said please come to visit our new wishing place which is in the process of you know still being built but it's made a lot of progress and while you're here you know pick out a dress mm-hmm. and we do have some shirts for some boys too that they gave and while you're here uh have an ice cream because good humor has uh given us free ice cream you know forever and they come and they fill it each month so the families are thrilled to get out of the house
1: sure.
2: and and we've got you know protocols and we take the temperature and we so they come and they pick out their dress and they see the magical wishing place and how we're um, building that out. so and that's been a nice distraction too is building out our wishing place as we get donors to sponsor areas. So it's been fun to see
1: mm-hmm.
2: and And this has kind of allowed us to take it slower and do it right and you know try to get the funding and and so no one's you know no one's penalizing us because they're coming into our wishing house saying, Oh, you've got a couple of blank open areas. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, you know, we haven't got the donor yet, but we're going to, we're going to get the right donor. We're going to build it out and we're going to do it slow. So, um, yeah.
1: And last time we spoke, um, in the, uh, in the fall, um, you talked about, uh, end of year being kind of, uh, I don't know, make or break, or you might be faced with some t- tough decisions based on how how end of year goes. And how it sounds like it, you, you made it through. How how can you how would you describe your end of year um, campaigns?
2: Yeah, we did. We tried really hard um, on our end of year campaigns. What was really a pleasant surprise is we had invested a lot in digital as an organization, and I think I might have mentioned the beginning of the pandemic. Digital actually had a downturn and regular old mail had an upturn. Right. Yes, I remember pe- that. People were looking at their mail, right? Now it's, it's swung back to where we thought it would be. And digital has increased 25%. Mm-hmm. So it's been a real savior. And I'm so glad the timing was right that we invested in our website. Um, it just was, it's really worked out well. And, and people are now used to it. Used to saying, you know, oh, I'm just going to donate online, you know, for you guys. And then, like always, your board members bring you through. Um, and our mm-hmm. board members have been great that they've stepped up, their organizations have stepped up. Um, you know, they haven't let us down. So that really did help in year end. And hopefully we'll continue through. Like I so said, we're not having our Mohegan Sun Gala, but we're going back to our past donors saying, we're not going to have an event, but I'm asking you to to still donate and still be a sponsor and we've you know we've created campaigns around these things called like wish hero campaign um but we're we're starting that and we're seeing some success which is terrific Mm -hmm. and of course our family foundations have have also stepped up because the market's done well foundations done well so they've been you know continuing to support us which has been great
1: and last year you had some, um, you'd applied and received PPE, uh, PPP funding. Is that we something, did. something you'll be eligible for and, and apply for again this year?
2: So the good news is we applied on the first day and we received the money pretty much within the week.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. It
2: was much more, was much smoother than the first time. And, uh, so the first loan we've got, it was forgiven. The second loan we've applied for and we received the funds. So that's been a godsend
1: to be able to between that and end of year doing well you, you were able to avoid any kind of layoffs or staff exactly or we've, we've
2: yeah i feel like and i've got like the dream team i call it that i really would not want to that would be you know a extreme last resort and it's allowed us not to do that
1: mm-hmm.
2: which i am very very thankful for
1: and what is uh what do you foresee this year if, if you uh if you could look forward and um, and kind of estimate what 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 do you think this year will bring having having seen the last six and six to ten months of uh, of how things have been going?
2: Yeah, I mean you know last year we were fifty percent off of revenue. Um, this year we're definitely seeing uh, the numbers look better. So it's you know it's again it's tough without events and which ones are going to come back which ones are not but I got to think we're about thirty percent down. Um, So that's much better than what we predicted. And then we've had a few nice, you know, surprises come through, like I said, with donors that were things we estimated they've come back, they've come in uh, more than what we thought. So that's, that's been great. So our fiscal year starts September 1st. So I think we're just going to, you know, make it through this year and then start strong next, next September 1st and get back to where we were. Although I do think, our wishes, you know, the pipeline's big, and we probably won't, we won't get back to normal pipelines until 2024 is what we're estimating. Wow, uh,
1: 2024, so three, three yeah. years.
2: Yeah, we've done some uh, forecasting, uh, really spent a lot of time on this, unless we have some, you know, giant surprises, but also the staff, you know, it's, it's also the pipeline, they can't, you can't turn the spigot on for everything and expect right. them to do, but we do hope to um, hire uh, back one, one staff. So that's, that's bright new. I think I told you we had laid off three in, in August mm-hmm. and we plan to hire one back on the wish side. Um, so that is promising out there. So I just, we think, you know, it's, it's turning, it's turning for sure.
1: Well, what's a, what's say one thing that you've learned over the last year that um that you would um, take going forward either 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 for you yourself or other other charities that if you were at a round table of other other executives running charities that you would say this is this is what I learned that you could probably uh, share with with them
2: well you know i was just talking with another ceo today and they were struggling with you know they want the staff to come back to the office period And I gave them advice that listen to your staff and be flexible. And there are some who are still fearful, and you know what? Let them still work from home. And the ones that want to come back, you know, let them come back. And I know they struggled with having various, you know, situations, they kind of wanted all or none type of thing. But I said, get, you know, listen to them, give them the flexibility, and they will stay with you for a long time and, and be loyal that you did. You know, that you didn't be hard nose. And you know, before this, I was definitely more of a, you know, everyone needs to be in the office.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But but I also understood their concerns. And maybe their concerns were the same as my concerns, but their situations are different than you know, my situation too, right? right you know i don't have an elderly mother that i i have to you know help with every every week and so we really gave them a lot of flexibility and i think that's that's really my my key is you know treat your staff well and listen to them and be open and receptive and you know that's i guess it's that's my number one mhm
1: well great, Pam. Thanks so much for again for your time. It's always a pleasure. And uh, maybe we can no, catch up is. again uh, when yeah. uh, when everything sells back, even even more so maybe in a few months.
2: Thanks, Mark. I always appreciate it. Same here. Same and here. And any follow-up, let me know. And yeah, if you need anything, we can get you anything too.
1: Terrific. Thanks so much. Good luck. All right. Thanks to Pam Keo, president and CEO of Make A Wish Connecticut, for joining me on this episode of Fresh Research. I'm Mark Harivna for the Nonprofit Times. If you have any suggestions or comments about the podcast, you can reach me via Twitter at Nonprofit Times or via email at mark, that's M A R K, at nptimes.com.
0: That's our episode for today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share the Fresh Research link on Twitter or Facebook to be eligible to win something from the NPT Library also share on social media with the hashtag Fresh Research. And if you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been Fresh Research, a podcast from the Nonprofit Times, spotlighting research and trends in the philanthropic sector. Until next time, keep up with us at thenonprofittimes.com for all your nonprofit news.